Hey man, grab a slice. Get your gun. We'll watch some movies. We'll have some fun. It's pizza and guns and movies all night. Welcome to Pizza, Guns, and Movies with your hosts, Pat Dowell, Anthony Urso, and Jeff Dorico. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Pizza, Guns, and Movies. I'm here with my buddy Urso. What's up, Urs? Yo. I'm here with my buddy Dowell. Yeah, hey. I'm... I need to be introduced to. Hey there. And I'm not going to do it myself because that's cocky. <laughs> this is the uh, the sh- the movie podcast. See how I saved that? It's a podcast about movies. Uh, we're just, uh, you know, talk about stuff that we watch. And this week, Urso picked Scotland PA. Or, whoa, here she comes through the drive through. Watch out, boy. She'll yell at you for burgers wrong. That's the real yeah. lyrics to the Hall & Oates song. That's pretty good. Which has got to be about Lady Macbeth. Yeah. Maneater. Yeah. Yeah. I just was thinking that the whole time where I was just like, whoa, here she comes. <laughs> Yikes. But uh, Scotland, Pennsylvania was a 2001 film, Canadian, from Nova Scotia. And uh, it was uh, directed by uh, Billy Morissette. Um, and it's a loosely based on a little-known play. We're still not sure technically if we can say the title, but I'm just going for it. It's based on Macbeth by that guy. Um, Billy Shakes. Billy Shakes, that's it. Billy Shakes. <laughs> Billy the tragedy Shakes. of Mac- Mackers. I saw Billy Shakes open for Billy Eilish one time. And Billy Idol was also there. Whoa. The, the Billy Club... <laughs> but um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's based on uh, Macbeth by William Shakespeare, and it is uh, set in the seventies, and it's about a hostile and dare I say murderous takeover of a uh, fast food restaurant. Yes, yes. Urso, how did you find out about this movie? So I don't quite remember actually i remember i was reading i'd read macbeth i knew macbeth um i'd watched the kenneth branagh version of macbeth the best nope greatest of all time uh, <laughs> and uh i think he's, it was just he's rocking a really good mustache uh goatee combo he, though he does he, do that d- a he lot. does look like he is the um he does look like he is the host of a haunted hotel yes he so does. but it's 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 great stuff but so you had seen so the I'd Kenneth seen Branagh. that and i think via word of mouth someone had said like oh have you seen this movie scotland pa it's a it's like a modern retelling of macbeth set in a fast food restaurant and i was like no so i found it i sought it out probably rented it from somewhere when you could rent movies Back in the back, back in the day, you had to go to a store to do that, and you, you had, had to go, go to, to a, a blockbuster <laughs> video, and you had to go to a store to buy pornography. True. Now you got to be committed, or they've <laughs> got to have just the right type of porn in those places under the subway, That's not the right. restaurant, but and the restaurant, both. <laughs> yeah. So then, did you watch it like group watch? Was it like no? Lonely I shows? watched it on my own. Nice. I watched it on my own and. Throughout the years, I would always come back to it like, oh, I remember this movie. It was fun. Yeah. And, you know, I just thought it'd be a nice little, it would break up kind of what we were doing. In we did terms a couple of, what of we serious picked. ones. Yeah. And this was like, a, this was like a nice little uh, re- refresher, like palate cleanser. Yeah. There's only so much Vietnam you can take, you know. That's very true. And, and pill popping and shooting cops. <laughs> Like all of it, like we, it's been stressful. So let's get into a murder plot. <laughs> let's get into the Macbeth story, which is so peaceful. What's funny is that 
the all the movies we have chosen have all been very stressful. They're all very stressful. <laughs> every They've been, single everyone, one of them. Everyone is just like, well, talk about a Monday. <laughs> like it's like, oy, oy, oy. oh, but yeah, man. I like. I obviously I'd never heard of it. Yeah. Until you brought it up, mm-hmm. I had seen some Macbeth. Uh, uh, adaptations myself. Yeah. I believe I've seen the Kenneth Branagh one. Oh no, that's Hamlet. Ha- There's one with Kenneth Branagh and uh, Robin Williams is in it. Very weird. When? But I don't know when that one was. It was Hamlet. So the only other uh, version of Macbeth that I have seen is Akira Kurosawa's movie Throne of Blood, which is Samurai Macbeth, which is awesome. Like Samurai. when. When, because everyone knows, like, if it's a Shakespeare comedy, everybody gets laid and is happy. But, it, but if it's a Shakespeare tragedy, everybody no, gets killed. Yeah, no, everyone gets <laughs> and no killed. One gets laid. Yeah, everyone gets killed right before they get laid. So it's a little bit even sadder, where it's just like, <laughs> I was going to have one last romp, damn it. But, um,. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh, so Macbeth, you know, he dies at the end. So in in Throne of Blood, it's just, like, the guy who's supposed to be Macbeth just, like, getting lit up by arrows, and he's like, oh, man, that was great. I need me some of that. It's good. But, um, (laughs) so this is a Canadian flick, dear, eh? Um, So it's directed by Billy Morissette. It's also written by him. It, we just got to ask, is he in any way related to Alanis Morissette? You know? Is it like rain on a wedding day? <laughs> or is that a sunny day? I don't know. It's I've never listened. <laughs> jagged little pill, eat <laughs> jagged pills. Right? That's how it goes, yeah. Yeah, great song. It's like jagged pills on a wedding day. Yep. <laughs> he is? Nope. Oh, okay. So he, he is, is not, not, related. not related. He's at riding all. the Morissette coattails, and he's not even one of the good ones from the United States. Oh, nice. So the film, I don't. You know. get he he probably yeah I know he probably knew a fisherman in Nova Scotia <laughs> and Nova was like Scotia. and he was like buddy do I have a place for you to stage Macbeth there buddy, <laughs> but um yeah and let's just kind of let's run through the cast a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, so we have relatively unknown. James LaGrosse as uh, Joe Macbeth. Relatively unknown at the time, I should say. He, I would say, still pretty unknown. <laughs> um, he was not good in this role. <laughs> he, uh, they, yeah. had, they had to go cheap on yeah, Macbeth, he... which seems like the worst place to go cheap on your adaptation of Macbeth is with Macbeth, the title character. He definitely lacked that pizzazz that Denzel brought to the tragedy of Macbeth. Well, that's why we need Kenneth Branagh being like, I will flip this burger. I will flip it! <laughs> Kenneth Branagh being like, we few, we happy few. I Just love that guy. He, I, that's how he acts in no, Henry yeah, Everybody knows a guy like that. <laughs> He's we've a also whisper got, boy. We've got... <laughs> We've got more attorney as yes. Pat Macbeth. So number one, it's always really upsetting when the villain in the movie or the antagonist is named Pat. Yeah. Just for me personally. Yeah. It's really fun when there are city aldermen named Pat Dowell because <laughs> then there are signs all over Chicago that say vote for Pat Dowell. But when you're Pat Macbeth, the man eater herself. That's right. Hashtag girl boss. <laughs> Lady Macbeth, the original man here. <laughs> the original. God, she seemed like she was so scary. Just no, you know, the whatever. So uh, we got Chris. Uh, hi, it's me. Wow, it's it's Christopher Walken. Wow, don't step on my shoes. He shows, wow. he shows up and makes a reference to how he used to be a dancer in real yeah, life. That's I know. I, that reminded me of uh, that Fat Boy Slim music video. Yeah. But he plays Lieutenant McDuff, the police officer. And I got to say, he's really good in it. He, he is. He's, he's, he's straight. I, it's like he plays it uh, fun, but he also plays that strange, like, uh, dramatic intensity. He's the best part of the movie. He totally. I think. Totally, by far. <laughs> I think Christopher Walken's the best part of this movie. Yeah. The second best part is Kevin Corrigan as Banco. Yes. I'm starting to enter the Kevin Corrigan phase of my life mm-hmm. in which I am the freeloader who's just like, hey, you got any potato chips? Look at my glasses. Hey, hey. 
he's the best, man. He really is. He's in so much good stuff. And, and like, it, he's one note. He kind of just plays, like, the chucklehead buddy he's guy. He's like the brother in the wheelchair in Goodfellas. <laughs> Literally don't need... He's not like the brother in the wheelchair. He sorry, is. I know. He is in... That. He's in Goodfellas. He's, I know. I'm sorry. It's just really funny that he is a good... I, I forgot, and I started laughing because <laughs> I just imagined Joe Pesci just, like, yelling at him behind scenes. Hey, what are you doing? <laughs> and then we got... You think uh, I'm funny? Then we got... <laughs> Then we got J- James Rebhorn as uh, Norm Duncan. We were talking about it before the show. Every time I see that guy, I just get mad that he didn't warn everybody about the aliens and Independence <laughs> Day. Like, he didn't warn President Pullman. So President Pullman was like, oh, my God. we got to take care of this problem. I never talk louder than this. I'm president. Except for when he's saying, today we celebrate our Independence Day. It's like today's Independence Day. Can you hear me in back? I don't care. <laughs> um, then we've got uh, we've got Tom Gurry as Malcolm Duncan. He's the, I liked him. I thought, I thought he was, was pretty good. good. I thought he was, I thought good. He was pretty good. He's and then the, the young the young upstart. He's yeah, supposed to he's take a, over Mc Mc Mc. What is it? McBeth. I'm sorry. Duncan's. He's supposed to take over Duncan's. Yeah. And then he sells it. He sells it fuck out. Then we get to the fucking Pen15 Club of 2001, dude, when it's Amy Smart as Stacy. Whoa. <laughs> she was, like, that was, like, one of the first times I was like, I think I like this thing called heterosexuality. <laughs> it's pretty great. And then we got Timothy Speed Levitch, who also gets my boner erasing. <laughs> if we're going to round out the witches with... Andy Dick. Ugh. <laughs> Ugh. So pretty decent cast, I think. Mm-hmm. I thought the witches were pretty good. I like what they did with the witches. I think yeah. the, the fact that they were stoner, hippie. Because yeah. it starts types. out with them doing their little meeting. I had said that I was going to try and read Macbeth, and I even got the No Fear Shakespeare edition nice. in case uh, I uh, in case I just didn't go with the poem version. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, didn't read it. I got yeah. uh, I got to uh, a book about dinosaur bones, so that's much cooler. But um, it starts out, and they're in a fucking stationary Ferris wheel. Yes. No way. Never in a million years. Ferris I, wheel's not moving. They're just climbing on it. Th- yeah, they're just sitting there eating chicken. Yep. Talking about how high they are because it's the fucking 70s. Yep. But yeah, and they're leading it off because are they a figment of our imagination? They drop the chicken bucket and almost hits that guy. But he doesn't. And also, where is Kentucky Fried Chicken in all of this? They're just kind of sitting back letting the sharks eat themselves. You know they are. I mean? They yeah. were like, Duncan's is just going to implode upon itself. So we may yeah. as well just keep producing our delicious hormone-free chicken <laughs> with 28 herbs and spices. Hey, we got uh, they got Daryl Hannah to be the spokesperson, which and is pretty And Reba McIntyre. And, and, and Norm McDonald. May he rest in peace. Rest in peace, Norm. We miss you. We need you. We need you nowadays. But it opens up like that with them kind of doing the whole fair is foul thing. Yeah. Which, oh, my God. I would have gotten so confused during that conversation <laughs> if I was sober. Like, I would have just been like, fair is foul. Who foul is fair? I did like the 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 opening wide shot of just the um. It, it's what we were saying with like uh how it's very uh the the they sort of nail like the set pieces of yeah. it. That's one of the really other good selling points is it's ve- it is very seventies yeah. in ways that are definitely like meant to be a little bit outrageous and stuff, but also in ways where it's like wow that this film quality looks like it. There's a few like well conceived shots. And that was one of them because it's just a really nice shot with all the uh, lights and uh, mm-hmm. color of the carnival kind of against uh, the darkness, which is where everything goes. Um, we then, uh, I believe, then we go to the to Duncan's and we yes. see them open. Um, God, I fucking hate opening. I'm so glad I don't have to do that anymore because you just wake up, you're tired. Like I, I'm, ladies and gentlemen, I'm a I'm a sober man, but I used to get hung. Over and I'd have to go in and count like two hundred dollars in a cash drawer. Somebody counted it last night. I'm <laughs> Why do I have to it. count this again? I'm not doing it this again. This is dumb. But um, and then we oh, cut. Oh, th- that it's that whole bit. It's that whole bit where they're in the they're in the restaurant and the manager who is uh, I forgot about that guy, Doug McKenna. Doug McKenna is yeah. forcing 
Pat Macbeth to learn how to make perfect ice cream cones. Yeah, and then he goes, come here and look at your wife's cones, Macbeth. Hey. 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 But so then we cut to a football game being Mm -hmm. played in, um, again, you you got to remember the fallen. Um, it's being played in Captain Touchdown Memorial Stadium. <laughs> Everyone remembers when he went to Notre Dame and scored a couple of touchdowns. Scored some touchdowns. But um, that's where we meet um, Norm Duncan, who's a really nice guy. I think yeah. it's really hard to like where. I know Normans were were uh, uh, conquerors and murderers and stuff like that, but is there ever like a bad Norm? Like we said, Norm no. McDonald. And Norm from say, Cheers. Everybody loved Norm from Cheers. Everybody knew his name. Norm. And, and people keep on saying like, "Return to Norm." You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, let's get back to the let's get back to the basics, Jeff. So anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, he. Uh, He's watching the football game, and we meet Duncan. He's like, walking mm-hmm. cool, son, dude. I would, I would hang out with Duncan. Yeah, Duncan was like your long-haired, like rock and roller. Definitely the kid that like drove a Trans Am to school if he yeah. could. Yeah, type of thing. definitely would be struggling now. Yeah, he'd be in the bar talking about the glory days and about oh, his yeah. band, keeping on rock, rock, rocking. Oh yeah, we'll get to that soon. But um, and we also meet um, who we're only going to talk about kind of passingly. Sorry, I just burped directly into the microphone. Hey, Hold man. on, that's fine. <sighs> Nice, but anyway, are, we, are you about to bring up Donald Duncan? <laughs> yeah, I was gonna. Br- I was gonna bring up Donald Duncan is on the football team, and uh, we're gonna not like he's just not in the movie as much. He's no. kind of a non-factor. But I gotta say, it is really triggering when there's a rich kid named Donald who's about to <laughs> inherit his father's empire. Yeah, Ooh, boy. Then Macbeth saves everyone from a food fight. Yes, which is he when does. I thought that it was I thought that uh, James LaGrosse was actually going to be good because of the way he puts down the burger tongs when yeah. he does that. That's very funny. But then he stops a food fight. Um, I don't think I've ever been in a food fight. I think I've definitely thrown food, but that's more like when I, I don't know. I've that, been in like a pie fight. Oh, a pie fight sounds like so much fun. If it was a pie fight, then none of this would have happened. That's right. Because like, everybody would have been, been like, oh, okay, let's do it. But it's another sign of why he needs to be assistant manager. That's right. It's got to be said, um, when you lower the stakes of uh, the Kingdom of Scotland to a fast food empire, it is a little bit of a downgrade, and it kind of makes Pat Macbeth like, be like, man, you don't want to live in a truck then you got to go take over Scotland. That's like you, right. you've got to go sit in the throne there going for a McDonald's, get out of here. But um, then it goes to the bar and uh, that's when um, uh, Banco reveals that McKenna has been stealing. Yes. And it's kind of like a back avenue for Macbeth to get into the uh, a manager position because Pat Macbeth, again, being but- a lady Macbeth, mm-hmm. hashtag girl boss, hashtag not taking it. She would have been she would have been fucking awesome in like the reality TV show era where it's like Lady Macbeth, no excuses given. And she's just like <laughs> ordering people to murder people. God, that would be a great television. Um, again, it, it just seems like that type of ambition is a little bit misguided. Well, and like the thing is, uh, Pat Macbeth even references it in the movie where she says like, we are slackers. And we kind of have to clutch and cheat our way to the top at this point. Yeah. Like, she even makes that comment. She is so mean. Who would have thought that Lady Macbeth would be so mean and right? nasty? Right? God. I think the person. way that they portray Joe Macbeth, the way that Billy Morrison wrote this, is... Because Macbeth is supposed to be this great warrior, right? And I guess that's kind of referenced in the whole stopping the food fight thing. Yeah. Um, but... The way that they portray Joe Macbeth is that he's just a he's just a fucking screw up. Yeah, he's kind of a loser. <laughs> I mean, like, it's just like it's not you know we don't want to like disparage anybody working right. and like doing that stuff. But right. but again, like if I met somebody who was 
murderously focused on becoming the the king and queen of a McDonald's style franchise. Yeah. And this isn't McDonald's now. This isn't right. the billion dollar corporation where they're fucking sticking shares where they're sticking barbecue sauce right up your asshole. Yeah. With all their shit. I couldn't say. What is it? Were you going for Szechuan sauce? Szechuan? Yeah. Okay. Szechuan. The, the, this the is Rick whole... and Morty Szechuan sauce yeah, that this they is... introduced for a second? This is the whole, uh, this is that whole Jeffica Lange thing all over Jeffica again. Lange. But um, I that was another thing was I liked uh, the bars. Like, I thought that all those scenes were always yeah. pretty fun. Um, I thought that they got that. I just don't think that James LeGrosse could really sell it. Like that was well, the and problem. I think maybe that's why they they reduced him to this like piddly version of a Macbeth. Piddly is a great word. It's very piddly. If he was a wiener when you were done peeing, it would be the thing where yep. it's like, when are you going to stop dripping? Yep. I got to get back to this wedding reception. Yeah. Um, but exactly. Then, yeah, that's what I think about every time I see the guy. But. Uh, and then it's just kind of like going over their financial situation, mm-hmm. which whatever. It's the seventies. You can pay a quarter and you could probably stay in the Ritz for like a month. Oh yeah. And have some like random oh, yeah. person come in and be like, I'm going to dance for you, mister for like <laughs> and that's only a nickel extra. Dance for you for a nickel, mister. Mm, Tippity tap. The thing about Lady Macbeth and this relationship in general, and this is true throughout the play, but it's kind of pronounced because Maura Tierney kind of brings it, but he doesn't bring the energy back. But it's that, you know, in this story, Macbeth wears the pants, but Lady Macbeth has got the belt. Hey, hey. <laughs> I love you, Anne. Hey. But um, no, it's true. She she's in total control of oh, him, yeah. and she's you know she's 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 the one who is whispering in his ear the whole time. Yeah, and trying to be like, you better become this man. You better become this guy. But so uh, at, after uh, it gets, it, you know, he walks through. Uh, Macbeth gets really wasted. They play Bad yep. Company uh, by Bad, bad company, company off of Bad Company. Die. And then, Urso, could you please repeat what they said uh, about uh, the bad cut? Co- because the whole soundtrack mm-hmm. is bad company, Essentially, basically. There's Except some extra... for, like, uh, what was her name? Ian? Oh, Janice Ian's Janice at Ian. 17. Yeah. And, um, and we'll touch on that Three later. Dog Nights. Uh, what is it? Oh, I've, I've never, never been, been to hell. Yeah, that's also like a good um, a commercial about boots. Yes, where you're like, I've never been to heaven till I put these boots on. So but- Billy Morrison is was uh, famous for saying about Bad Company, the band's catalog was surprisingly inexpensive. <laughs> It's Which really, is why that was the soundtrack for the entire movie. Like you don't, you can like that's what the whole point of Storage Wars is. Is like you yeah. can you can find some gems in a fucking garage that smells like raccoon yeah. piss. Like it, it's all relative, you know. But so as he's walking home, piss drunk, is when with he's, Banco, Banco with Banco, is with him. with Banco, he tucks him in in the truck, mm-hmm. um, and then at that point he uh, meets the witches for the first time, and they yes. go Mac Beth. Beth, Mac, Andy, Dick. Yeah, that's pretty much what happens. He is straight up if a uh, Hot Pocket that got stepped on was a human being. Like, it's just, he's so fun. It's like, how did all this cheese get on my foot? That's how I feel whenever (laughs) I see his performances. But so they lure him um, into this carnival, um, and we get to see Stacy's setup, which it was so nice of Zoe Dashinal to let them film in her bedroom with the little train going around with all the little lights. Okay, so we, we love... Amy Smart. Yeah. Again. But we don't love her because she's a good actress. Right. We she is There's she that. she is like to say that you're worse than James LaGrosse means that you did not do a good job. Like it's something yeah. where it's like, Amy, you came in and you tried, dear. Like you, <laughs> you like you did a good job. But then she has the vision. She's, which, she's the fortune teller of the group. Yeah. She has I a magic eight ball, it's real cute. Cause again, I have only seen Throne of Blood and Kenneth Branagh going, oh, acting. Um, so that that is like my only like experience to this. But so Macbeth has these three witches mm-hmm. who kind of are like the all-seeing eye. They're like oracles, right? Yeah. Okay. 
So that means that, like, are they real witches? Are they, like, actual witches? Or are they, that's like, fake the, witches? That's the question. Man. They're, they're Scottish witches. So at the time, in the late whenever, 1600s, whenever Shakespeare wrote Macbeth, the the folklore was that Scotland was full of witches. And so their whole presence in the show is to basically goad Macbeth into killing Duncan. Nice. To take over Scotland. That's pretty radical. Um, that, that's basically what happened with Donald Trump's ascendancy. <laughs> Scottish witches is a weird term. Yeah. Because I just imagine, like, a woman, like, standing by a, a, a cauldron, like, just going, like, there's nothing of whiskey. <laughs> there's nothing of whiskey in this cauldron. Ah. Somebody get it sounds like it sounds like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I'm really bad at it, but okay. So they so they're manipulating him. Yes. Okay. So they're kind of driving the ship on this assassination plot. Um, okay. So they they kind of say like uh, you know yeah like does she say kill him? Is that what she goes for, or is it kind of just like, oh, this is what happens? These are the, like because they just. I think it's more along the lines of like she's, she's, telling, telling him that like. There's money to be had in this restaurant. Yeah. Because they bring up the fact that they see a bank, a bank, and but then like the, a drive-through, yeah, like a, a like that idea of like creating it's the so, drive-through. It's so weird to not. Like an era without drive-throughs, where now then, it's like if there's not a drive-up, I don't even right. stop at the business. Well, and then there's the scene. A little, the next scene is literally uh, Duncan telling them about his idea of the drive-through, and Macbeth is like, "I know this already." Yeah, I know. I, I have. This but really, idea. the the catalyst for the murder is Lady Macbeth. Shocker. Right. I she was mean. And again, <laughs> I have to listen to the name Pat get disparaged while Alderman All Pat time. Pat Dowell is fighting for whatever ward she represents. But um so yeah, they they kind of go and see the uh the the uh Duncan and he is he uh promotes Macbeth mm-hmm. to assistant manager, yeah. which I think is a good get. Yeah. And then it still pisses. It's not good enough, man, because that's how power corrupts. Yep. Because you need the keys. You need the keys to the safe. Mm-hmm. You need to be able to uh, talk to the bank teller, Josie, and just be like, oh, Josie, how are the pussycats? And she's like, Mac, stop it. And then, like, stop it's just it. everyone loves it. Everyone loves your jokes in the bank. But, uh, yeah, and, and instead that, like, infuriates her, and he bumps Duncan's head trying to get wine out and then they're like like that's the thing is because it's a tragedy it's really hard to make a tragedy funny right so some of the slapstick stuff with James Redhorn again who does kind of deserve derision for not warning President Pullman that's true but um you know, like, and then they're driving home and they pull over and that's when they get scared by the homeless guy when they're mm-hmm. plotting the murder. Um, when I was driving with Anne one time in Oak Park, she and I were talking and I was looking at her in the passenger seat from the driver's seat. And uh, I turned and looked at her for a second. And when I turned back, a homeless man was standing at the window and I literally screamed and he he loved it. Like he <laughs> he threw his head back laughing It made his day. You could tell. But that is really scary when you look. It's just like, holy shit. Like, where did, where did you come from and why? And then I unfortunately I was like, I can't pay you money, but I can pay you with laughter, with laughter. <laughs> But so the next night they go into, uh, you know, they go in to kill Mm -hmm. Duncan. And this is where it kind of gets like people see Malcolm driving by. Malcolm sees the Macbeths. Basically, it's just one of those things where like. It's Banco's birthday party. Yes. And they're playing Yahtzee. Yahtzee. And then a nurse shows up. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Nice. I wish that nurse was Amy Smart. Hey-oh. I keep burping. I'm sorry. But um, 
Yeah, they so they escape Banco's uh, uh, birthday party, and what Mac the- goes and and puts his head to a, a <laughs> hand, dryer. hand dryer in the bathroom, and has the nurse feel his forehead, and she goes, "Oh my God, you're burning up!" Yeah, and then it's like we got to get taken home. And then uh, Duncan, not being a good like you know employee he, right he puts a bunch of ketchup in a bag i hate it when i reach into a bag and i get like ketchup or sauce on my hand i want to punch people in to the be face fair that though happens. that guy deserved it he was eating it he was eating it was closing time he was eating his fries one at a time and everybody can i have some more ketchup <laughs> but so they leave they leave uh malcolm or i'm sorry they leave a uh, duncan alone and uh, th- what must be noted is that Malcolm does have, like, a really, like, I hate you, Dad, like, relationship. Yeah. And it's, like, that 70s version. So it's, like, when his dad leaves, he, like, opens up, like, a hams and is, like, I'm going to listen to all the bad finger I want to, Dad. <laughs> so um, then, well, except in and this case. Company. Yeah, and bad uh, And I'm forced to listen to bad company in this movie <laughs> universe. I don't um, even get to listen to bad finger. Which is only slightly better than yeah. Bad Company. <laughs> yeah, but then we do we do get uh, we do get a nice breakup with I Learned the Truth at seventeen. We do, but it it's really also nice. like I don't think that I I this might be controversial. I don't think gay men care about how teenage girls felt in high school. So nope. let's move on. But so uh, Duncan is at the restaurant. He sleeps at the restaurant, and uh, Mac and uh, Pat. Get, see what I mean? It just makes me feel bad. It's hard. They get the drop on Duncan, um, and they're going to kill him, uh, I believe, with a frying pan. Yes. Because so they're upset. Macbeth they're upset. has a giant frying pan that, he's a, that he hits him with, but it doesn't do anything. <laughs> it just hits him. And he he's just like, goes, ow! And somebody hit me. All this slapsticky stuff yeah. is really not good. Because yeah. then they got him tied up, and they're and trying they're, to get Give the me the code the, to the safe. Give me the, give me the coordinates. But um, and then the witches show up and uh, Mac did this thing where I could tell that it was something that they thought was funny on set once. But then he just didn't stop doing it when he mm-hmm. when he'd screech and be yeah. like, ah, ah, like it just wasn't it, it never hit because he sees the witches. But he does kill Duncan in a really cool way on accident yes. when he drops his head he into drowns the, him and in the he fryer. drowns him in it. And yeah, the reason, like, part of the reason why, like, the murder plot is going on is that uh, uh, Mac had the really good drive-through idea, mm-hmm. um, and they need to like get that, and they know they can get money. Again, it's kind of like muddied, like it's a little muddied bit. because it's that idea of like, oh, the drive-through is gonna. It's basically approached as the drive-through is gonna make them rich. Yeah, which, basically, because the burger joint is not doing great i mean it's busy yeah like you see in a couple scenes it's a it's a fairly busy yeah restaurant yeah but it's not as busy as the donut shops that duncan owned before do you get duncan donuts (laughs) duncan donuts donuts. um so (laughs) we uh we move on um and then they're at the funeral Mm-hmm. Uh, and everyone's sad. It's very yeah. sad, except for you know, guess who? Lady Macbeth is like being like, eh, "I'm so excited. I need to wash my hands twice when I go to the bathroom at the ah. Dunkins." But so, um, so, just to backtrack a little bit, um, Pat gets burned by the fryer oil. Yes, yeah, we forgot about that part. My which bad. Is a pretty big um, plot point because it's it's the idea of. The, it's the blood on her hands that Lady Macbeth has in Shakespeare's The Tragedy of Macbeth. Okay. And we'll talk about that a little bit more later because yeah. there's more into that. But yeah, she, she does get burned and she has a tiny little spot on her hand. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, you know, they're just kind of waiting it out and they've got their little plot. And then in Waltz's in, hey, hey, guess what? They were accepting walk-ins. Because it's Christopher Walken. Waltz is in, and he goes, "I don't know what I. Whoa, I don't hello, know. That my was name." So bad. Yeah. So Christopher Walken yes. shows up as Lieutenant uh, McDuff, McDuff, the the homicide detective who's going to investigate the murder. It's Christopher Walken. Whoa, <laughs> I still can't do and it. And I love veggies. Yes. I yeah. 
am obsessed with the idea of fast food. Yes. That's how they portray him. Yeah. (laughs) What's weird, though, is he kind of did lead on. Like, there was a couple of weird things in this where it was like it did call food trucks and vegan restaurants. But that's at the end, which is kind of weird. Like, it was a little bit right about that. So Mm -hmm. props to the movie. You still fucked up. Uh, casting James LaGrosse in it. But uh, so McDuff is going to investigate the murder. Mm -hmm. And it it also has to be noted, one of the ways that the movie works is that this is actually, it fits in really well with like a very 70s caper where it's like, oh, I'm going to get the keys to this restaurant. Oh, I killed this guy. Oh, it was my wife. Ah!" Like it does seem like it would be an episode of like Dateline (laughs) or like FBI files. But um yeah, so he shows up and is just investigating the murder, and at the same time, um, it's being led to the homeless man who yes. scared them. Andy. I would never lead the police to that homeless man who scared me. He's I'm assuming his name is also Andy. Probably. I love you, Andy. But um, so yeah, they arrest uh, Andy for the crime because mm-hmm. one of the small moments uh, after Duncan is killed is Lady Macbeth steals a bunch of uh, Duncan's jewelry, like his watches, oh, yep. rings, and stuff, and plants them on uh, Eddie, who's the nice guy. Uh, he's just a nice homeless man, yeah. like you know, probably just only peeking in through a couple of windows, probably yeah. only stealing he's a only couple kind chickens. Of a peep- peeping Tom. He probably is, but so. He gets arrested for it, so they feel like they can kind of move on with their little right. empire. And so they purchase Duncan's, they make uh, it Macbeth's. And that's when the montage happens where Beach Baby plays. Beach Baby, Beach that's Baby, right. here that's in the right. sand. Is that a bad company song? No. Oh, okay. Is nope. that is that Beach <laughs> is that Beach Baby by Beach Baby off of the off album of the Beach album Baby? Beach Baby, the seminal album Beach Baby. But yeah, they they uh, purchase it and they make their own uh, uh, restaurant. Obvious, like a very obvious illusion. Once again, it, like you know, the movie does Dunkin' Donuts. So Macbeth's is like uh, an allusion to uh, uh, what? What's the name of that restaurant with the Mick Mickey D's uh, Mick McDonald's? Oh, yeah. Taco Bell. Uh, I love Taco Bell. I actually had Taco Bell the other night, and Ann got really, uh, at first she was cool because she forgot, she thought they forgot the cheesy roll-ups, but then she found out that what they forgot was the cinnamon twist, and she was like, I'm going to get them. Because we also, just real quick, I'm sorry, we also had another incident with Taco Bell where we ordered, um, like, I got a quesadilla combo, and she got a couple of spicy uh, potato tacos, and when the food got delivered, it Ooh. was yeah, it, a. <laughs> when the food got delivered, it was five orders of nachos bel grande, <laughs> yes. the shit nachos. Like we were like, what kind of sick? At least fuck? it's the bel grande. <laughs> but what kind of person does that? Yeah, like what kind true. of person? Oh man, it's a person like a Joe s- McBeth, probably a skeevy stoner. Probably it was probably me in another lifetime, <laughs> but um. So they uh, you know, they they go along and they're getting like kind of rich they're getting like 70s rich yeah. above ground pool yeah the, the yeah. thing is if you're gonna commit a murder also don't drive around in a car with like bullhorns on the yes, front of it it's I a agree. very noticeable vehicle it's I the agree. only vehicle in scotland pennsylvania right that has the bullhorns on it but so um so Again, everybody, everybody's getting kind of suspicious, right? Yeah. Like everybody's starting to get a little more suspicious as, as time is going on yeah. and and the Andy they, is they they let him go. Yeah, they couldn't hold point. him because they didn't have any other evidence. Yeah. And so once they let him go, the investigation starts getting turned towards Malcolm, but at the same time it's when Banco kind of starts becoming suspicious. He becomes, he becomes lucid. <laughs> he becomes, he comes back. He's learning. But um, he comes in and he's questioning um, why Mac didn't tell him about the drive through yes. idea because they always share ideas. And you know what? Sharing is caring. And he mm-hmm. probably should have been a little bit more open that he committed a, a, a murder. He should have. But, you know, this is what you happens. You tell your best friend when you kill someone. When you say something, tell something. Yes. Isn't that how it Or see something, say when something. You Say something, see. When you say something, seashells by the seashells. So we're on. What? Say say what you mean to say. Yeah, that's what you mean to say. There we go. Thank you, John Mayer. But so so Macbeth. Oh my God, the bad luck struck. Jeff's on fire. (laughs) But um, so they they kind of um like Duncan is a good jam. (laughs) He's an. 
<laughs> he's on fire. He's on fire. Nail in the coffin. All right. But um, <laughs> he, uh, like, Malcolm is a pretty good suspect, but they're kind of, like, uh, sort of pointing uh, the, the, the finger towards uh, Malcolm. Yeah. But well, because they knew like someone had seen that he had argued with his father like yeah. the night before, on and that, also that that's night. why you got to have a good relationship with your dad, right? Otherwise, yeah. he'll be yeah. accused of his murder. Sometimes your dad dies. <laughs> that's about me. Yeesh. But um, so anyway, <laughs> at least so, you made the joke. <laughs> I know I got to go there every once in a while to hide the pain. But um, so yeah, they uh, they like Duncan isn't a good suspect then because the water tastes like ass. The thing about the interrogation, <laughs> yes, the water tastes like the, water tastes like ass. The thing about the interrogation scene is, I actually thought that was one of kind of like the key, like like the touchstone scene, so to mm-hmm. talk like so to speak. Like it was a really good like kind of back and forth between them where it was funny, but kind of like a good balance. I mean, I guess that's what happens when you get a really good actor to be in your movie. Yeah. But, um, you know, so McDuff is starting to lose it. And so uh, he decides that he's going to kill uh, Banco. And Macbeth, this is not McDuff. McDuff is Christopher Walken. Oh, my God. I always okay. do this. I think that in every single episode, I've gotten at least one name wrong. And I'm glad to continue the streak. Um, but, but, yeah, so basically Banco's becoming lucid. He writes a letter to McDuff explaining that, like, hey, To it's add weird. the bad deputy. To add the bad deputy, who's like a total ripoff of the of the receptionist yeah. from Twin Peaks. <laughs> That's true. But yeah, so what does the letter say again? Though it's it, like it basically says like he didn't like something along the lines of like. He left my party early. Yeah, that's he it. He didn't tell me that he had this one idea. It was saying that the suspicion should be taken yeah. away from Malcolm and put on the Macbeths. And then um, Pat finds out about it, so yeah. she calls McDuff and sends him on a wild goose chase to go yeah. find Banco like across town. Yeah. So he's staying in a hotel. Yeah, and he's going to uh, – Macbeth is going to shoot – Banco, but then yes. the witches reappear with a really dumb "you're in the back, I'm in the front" joke when they're both like hiding in the deer Looney yeah. Tune style. Yeah. But um, at the same time, again to go back to the madness, so Macbeth has that vision, and at the same time, uh, Pat Macbeth is going to the pharmacy for ointment for her burn that but doesn't exist. Yeah, anymore. it's the damn spot. Urso yeah. was explaining this earlier because I feared Out Shakespeare. I feared Shakespeare. And I didn't trust the No Fear Shakespeare edition. And I mean, it's it's that whole bit where you know the the pharmacist is like, "What spot?" And she's like, "You guys are so nice. You don't see my gross mangled hand." Yeah, but so they <laughs> he he can't do it initially. But so we're like, basically, he and Pat uh, Macbeth have a conversation in which you start to see that Macbeth has now fully lost it and is out of control. He answers the phone when it doesn't ring. Yeah. And talks to no one. Yeah. And he's seeing the witches more frequently. And Pat Macbeth is like, my God, what have I done? What have I done? But it's more a tyranny, so she's like, "My God, what have I done?" I don't think she's actually she's Irish. Irish. <laughs> but um, so yeah, they uh, that he then uh, <laughs> like the plot goes then to them picking up the food truck from the garage where the mm-hmm. uh, homeless man stays, and so uh, you to know, pin yet another thing. Yeah, I know man. the poor homeless guy. I hope that my homeless guy doesn't get um, doesn't really get like. Uh, anything done like that to him but so uh uh that you know uh Macbeth is trying to get the food truck back um and then he kills Eddie and then uh he has Banco go with him in the morning to get it and then he shoots and kills Banco at the mm-hmm. uh, garage mm-hmm. and then it's the press conference of the um it's the press conference scene of the um yeah which one is that I think it's Just real quick but anyway, okay, yeah, we, we again, we can – sorry about the buzz, everybody. But um, the press conference scene, which is another good little fright moment where it's yeah. like, boo. But um, uh, they Spooky. they do the thing where uh, he – they're taking questions, and he sees the ghost of Banco goes, going – Banco. Yeah. And Banco. everybody's like, what's he talking about? Yeah. And, and of course, nobody else can see Banco because he's dead. 
and he's starting to lose it and then they find Banco's body and you know it's again trying to pin it on the homeless man but Macbeth had this very public meltdown yes. regarding it so it kind of seems like it was a bad idea because mm-hmm. people in Shakespeare plays are stupid idiots yes. especially um, the murder ones yeah especially the murder ones but so he then goes to see uh, the witches again except this time they're kind of like gotcha <laughs> presto changeo they they pull a fast one on him and that's when this plot gets revealed where it's like we actually were just kind of agents of chaos mm-hmm. but then they're trying to figure out what to do i got this joke and i thought it was funny but they said um we have to kill uh mcduff's family and andy Duke goes yeah that would have worked a thousand years ago like i thought that was pretty funny but you're not useless but um <laughs> Macbeth is now totally, totally out of control. He's he's losing his mind, and he knows that he's kind of approaching the end. Um, you know, it's this thing where everything is now pointing to them. Um, and then Ed, the bad, deputy, the bad deputy, goes and sees Macbeth at the restaurant. Well, he's trying to get food. He's yeah, he's hungry, yeah. and he's just so dumb he doesn't get it. He's and like Macbeth's that. Like drive throughs closed. <laughs> you know who wouldn't have done well in this universe is the little girl from Assault on Precinct no, 13. Oh yeah, she'd be dead. <laughs> She would be dead because all she does is complain about That's her true. order. But so anyway, it's not a twist. Then uh, you know, uh, Walken gets there, and it's kind of the final showdown. I liked how this was filmed. I thought that mm-hmm. looked pretty cool. But so they wrestle, like you know, it kind of gets revealed what the plot is, mm-hmm. and Macbeth has got Ed's gun pointed at Christopher Walken, <laughs> but Ed's gun isn't loaded it's because Ed's, Ed's an idiot. Yeah. And then Christopher Walken is like, it actually is like Tremors, where it's just like, you think I give you a loaded gun to shoot them graboids? But um, <laughs> so he's like, uh, you know, uh, like they then start to do the wrestling. The I gotta, fight choreography was so bad. Oh, it was so stupid. I just love that he tries to to shove the hamburger in his I, mouth. I was going to say, the hamburger in Because he's Walken, a vegetarian. That, yes, that's the irony. But because Walken, uh, yeah, watching Christopher Walken get a burger shoved into his face was pretty great. That was a pretty golden moment. But so then Macbeth jumps down. He's standing in front of the horns on his car, and yes. it seems as though there would dumb. be, like, yeah, it just seems like a dumb idea when you're kind of in, like, a mortal fight. Yeah. Um, this whole time, too, by the way, um, as it's kind of interchanging, it's cutting in between this final battle battle and Lady Macbeth, who now, um, at this point, has also kind of lost her shit because there's no mark on her hand at, at all. all. And, and then, she's got a, a, a oven mitt covering it because it's so hideous yeah and she can't look at it but so as uh you know this final battle is going on uh lady Macbeth uh decides that it's a really good idea to take an uh, a meat cleaver and cut her own hand off Mm -hmm. and she bleeds to death and dies so that's the end of her um and then Macbeth is standing in front of those horns and Macduff jumps down and kind of like pushes him and lands on him, and he gets impaled by the horns that they show multiple times to be very dull. Like they're yep. just not sharp horns yep. at all. They wouldn't do the damage. Agreed. So strike three movie. But um, and again, fucking throne of blood. The Macbeth character's like just getting. Li- he's got like a hundred arrows in up. him, and he's just like. It's so fucking In true awesome. Kurosawa fashion. Yeah, and it's called Throne of Blood. That's so <laughs> dope. But so anyways, now Macbeth is dead. They're they're looking at him. The fi- And again, the wide shot that they get at the end of um, Malcolm and Donald looking at Macbeth dead, and then uh, Ed and uh, Christopher Walken talking to each other, and then just kind of all the activity. Yeah. That last kind of like wide shot of Macbeth's The Restaurant, I really liked yeah. it. I thought that was really good. Um, but then, uh, yeah, it, it gets taken over by Macduff, and again, weirdly ahead of its time, a vegetarian restaurant. A vegetarian like, fast food like restaurant. Like in 2001, I think people literally would have beaten you to death if you said, oh, yeah. I'm going to make a vegetarian restaurant. Oh, yeah. But so, uh, and thus ends the tragedy of, of Scotland, PA. Of Scotland, PA. 
And, you know, we had kind of been talking about it where we put this, I would say, in like the hidden gem section, but it's really niche. Like I, you know, I had to watch it twice to kind of sort of get some of the stuff. And after kind of getting some more of the context, I was like, some of it's actually pretty clever. You know, it's not necessarily a good film. No, but it's definitely a film that is worth watching if you're a fan of Shakespeare or Macbeth. Or if you God, just have that background, I always knowledge. love in movies about about uh, that are based on Shakespeare plays how he gets a story credit. Yeah, it's always story by William Shakespeare. It's like, man, that guy's made a lot of good flicks there. <laughs> did he do Bonnie and Clyde? Because I'm talking in this voice. But yeah, he I did. mean, it's just kind of like a fun little movie. It it, it does kind of drag a little bit, but yeah, like Urso said, if you're like a theater or a Shakespeare fan, mm-hmm. then, you know, you'll definitely enjoy it. But I, I liked it. I, I'm not yeah. crazy about it, but I thought it was a lot of fun and there was a lot to like. And it, and was, it, a, it was a good film to kind of break up yeah. the other films that we we have yeah. planned as yeah. well. So Yeah, and speaking of things that are planned, I get to announce the next movie. Oh, boy. And I got to tell you guys, I am so fucking excited. I don't know how I feel about that. That I'm not only going to make you two watch the movie, but I have all the power in my hands right now. Ladies and gentlemen, number one rule in life, when the yacht is rocking, don't come a knocking. Urso and I are tackling the Polish erotic thriller 365 Days. It's a Netflix movie that literally has a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. It is, it, it is my favorite movie of 2020. Of the pandemic movies, best movie. That's it? I've seen movies, and I've seen a lot of movies. 365 Days is a movie. I, yeah. I think I just saw that there's a sequel to that movie. No, yeah, there better fucking be. <laughs> there better be some. There better be a bunch. I think it's actually going to be a trilogy, which is hot as fuck. Get, so yeah, get ready to get all steamy next time, ladies and gentlemen. Do we have to watch this one together? That be that's going to be. A, we're going to have to figure that out. And ladies and gentlemen, you are going to have to listen to see if we do it together for the next episode. Ooh. But. You know, thank you for listening. Always fun to talk with you about movies, Anthony. You it's as well, a, it's Mr. Always a good Mr. Time. Pat, and, um, but always, not Pat Macbeth. And always remember, let, let's just take a moment to always remember that if your partner is pushing you to take over a fast food restaurant, might be a toxic relationship. Maybe. And you might want to aim a little bit higher. Get a partner who's going to get you the throne of actual Scotland. That's ex- exactly. Yeah. Not of a small hamlet in Pennsylvania. Not in not in not in Captain Touchdown's hometown. No. Definitely. Thanks guys. Talk to you later. Have you seen the well-to-do of on Lennox Avenue on that famous thoroughfare with their noses in the air, high hats and collared collars? White bats and fifteen dollars, spending every dime for a wonderful time. If you're blue and you don't know where to go to, why don't you go where Harlem sits, putting on the ribs. Bangle gowns upon the bevy of high browns from down the levee, all misfits, putting on the ribs. That's where each and every Lulu Bell goes Every Thursday evening with her swell bows Robbing elbows come with me and will attend their jubilee